And we're back with another one for you from The Mandatory. Lots to get into because we just saw an epic fight on the weekend. Kayla Platt lost to David Benavidez, and that brought up some questions, Brian. He called out Canelo Alvarez, okay? That's the fight we all want to see in <laughs> September. And my big question to you is, number one, do you think we're going to get it? And number two, how fight with, how big would this fight be with Canelo Alvarez and David Benavidez? And also, like, stylistically, does he have a chance? I feel like it's something we're also going to get to in a little bit. But, um, yeah, look, one, his performance against Caleb Plant, while he did not get the knockout we predicted, I blame Kenny Bayless wholeheartedly on that. Um, too much cock block in front of the referee. Didn't enjoy that. Um, should have let them fight more. And I think if he did, David Benavides probably stops him in like the 11th round. There was an opening in the ninth that we were talking about. We were texting mm -hmm. during the fight um, that he really was pouring it on. And then Kenny Bayless just kind of stepped in. Um, and I think with Canelo Alvarez, like this would be a massive, massive fight because I don't know how many pay-per-view buys this fight did. I don't think that's been announced or verified yet. There's speculation as to how much the numbers are, but none of it's real yet. Because yeah. in boxing, a lot of shit is bullshit. Like, we know this. But Lou when... told us never to look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Bella did say that when he was on here. Um, but regarding, like, how big the fight was, it, it dwarfed Jose Ramirez and Richard Comey, which was on ESPN that same night. And it, it stood out and trended. And um, a lot of people were paying attention to it that don't always tweet about fights. So it did reach yeah. more casual observers than even I was expecting, right? Um, I'm not sure how many people paid for it. We still got to find that out. But it was a big fight. And that's really to say that David Benavidez's next fight is going to be under a microscope, especially if it's going to be against a Canelo Alvarez. So I think it'll be a huge fight, Chantal. What do you think? I think it'd be a huge fight, especially if it's on a Mexican Independence Weekend, right? Mm. Like, that's what we want to see. Two Mexicans go at it, one Mexican-American, and then, of course, you got Canelo Alvarez. I think that's a great fight. I think that's a fight that we need in boxing. And you talked about it, like, stylistically, how does it match up? We go back to Canelo Alvarez and how he got Caleb Platt up and out of there in the 11th round. And then you got David Benavidez, and you make a great point because I was pissed off during the fight. I was like, what is the ref doing? Because <laughs> David Benavidez had a chance in the ninth. Yeah. There was just a whole bunch of other stuff that was going on. The fight got, you know, put on pause, and he's like, check the check this head, but it wasn't even an issue. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what is going on here? The ref was way too involved in this fight. Sometimes you just gotta let the guys fight. Yeah. And that's what I think kind of got taken away from this bout because I think if the ref just let them go, we would have seen a knockout because there were a few times where Plant was definitely hurt. And throughout this fight, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going on Twitter. I'm seeing people that I never really see tweet about boxing, tweet about this fight. So that's how big it was. And so if we got David Benavides and Canelo, I think that would be absolutely massive. Now, do we get it? Because we know that Canelo is going to fight John Ryder and that he wants the rematch against people. And we oh. all kind of know how that might go. Not to <sighs> sleep on Canelo, but I think we've seen Canelo do so many amazing things in so many weight classes. And I think he just went too far and above into a weight class where it's going to be a tough fight for him. And I think it's going to go the exact same way. And also, what would another loss for Canelo do? And I know it's like 
L's on people's records, like one of his L's is Mayweather. Come on, right? Canelo was really young during that time, and we know how good Money Mayweather is. But I think everyone kind of wants that O on their record. But what does another loss do for Canelo? Also, it's like, I think David Benavidez is the bigger pay-per-view fight. Like, it's a blockbuster fight, especially if it happens in September. I don't think it's going to happen in September, though, because David Benavidez also has another path as well might fight David Morrell and then a Charlo brother. That's that what might happen. And we know that Canelo is like, yo, I, I want to, you know, take on John Ryder and we expect him to beat John Ryder. Yeah. And then he wants the rematch. So that's what we're probably going to get. Even though the Benavides fight is probably an easier fight to make. What do you think about this, Brian? Like, do you think we're going to get it or are these guys going to go separate ways? And then we possibly get it in 2024. <sighs> It's boxing, so I don't think we get it in September, but I hope we do, right? Like, he, David Benavides, to his credit, he did say, like, you know, I respect Canelo, but he got to give me that shot. This is what we want to see in September, right? And ultimately, I think that this is a fight that people would want to see more than anything else, more than David Morrell being in the mix, even more than David Benavides taking on Jamal Charlo. Uh, I think that's a good fight, though. I, I, but I, I, is it going to happen, though? That's the thing, right? I'd like to see Jamal Charlo fight anybody because he hasn't been in the ring in a long time, right? Uh, both Charlo twins, Rick. We want to see them back, period. Not sure your welcome back fight should be against David Benavidez coming off beating Caleb Plant. Um, and as we said, probably should have stopped him. Uh, shout out to Caleb Plant's toughness, though. Like That's something to be commended in all of this, right? Caleb Plant made it to the end, boxed well in the beginning, and kind of like the Canelo fight. Yeah. But... You mentioned the losses on Canelo's record. He has two. I would argue he has four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I think uh, Triple G got robbed. uh... Triple G, the first one, and Edislandi Lara. I'm not letting go of that one, right? So, But but still, like, Canelo's awesome. Pound for pound king at one point. I still think he's pound for pound top, you know, five, six, something like that. I got to think about, like, what my ranking would be, which we'll do on the show at some point. But, you know, Canelo Alvarez is still that dude. And I think that when you're sizing up this matchup in particular with David Benavidez, can David Benavidez beat him is sort of what we, I mean, we posted in our community poll on our YouTube feed. Um, And honestly, I think this is a legit fight for Canelo Alvarez, who didn't look great last year, right? Like he lost to Dimitri Bivol. It wasn't that close. And then the Gennady Golovkin fight, he dominated an older Golovkin early on and then faded late. And Golovkin, remember, took over the fight for the last, like, few rounds or so. Like, it wasn't that close. And I I mean, like, it wasn't that close. But at the same time, Canelo Alvarez, I felt like, could have been stronger at the end of that fight. He's been a professional for, what, 18 years at this point? Dude, his he's, record is crazy. Like, look at how many fights he's been in. Also, he was dealing plus. with a nag- he was dealing with a nagging injury that we found out later on too, right? Which is why he kind of took that time off. I'm not making excuses for Canelo, but yeah. I just think there was also a lot of times in that fight where I'm like, Benavides wants to fight Canelo. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, I'm like, I don't know if Benavides knows what he's getting himself into fighting a guy like Canelo. Because Canelo has so much experience in the ring. And I, I would take Canelo over David Benavidez. I think also if he fought David Benavidez and won, I think Canelo could just retire off into the sunset and be like, yo, I've literally done everything. So look, Canelo Alvarez is 32. He's going to be 33 in July. And 
probably an older 33 because he has over 60 pro fights in his career. And again, he turned pro at like 15 in like 2005, yeah. right? Like this is so many generations. We were still wearing baggy clothes and shit. Number one song in the country was like maybe back then by Mike Jones. Like this is a long fucking time <laughs> ago when Canelo Alvarez turned pro, right? Like, and to me, he can't win forever. I still favor him in that fight. I think he'll be a favorite three to one, four to one, something like that. Not like super crazy, like Anthony Joshua. We're talking about him later this week, actually later this episode a little bit. Minus 1,200 to beat Jermaine Franklin, I think I've seen at one point. I don't think Canelo versus Benavidez is going to be that. But what I do think is that David Benavidez kind of fits the profile of a guy who can beat Canelo Alvarez, where he's younger, he's bigger, he's stronger. I'm not sure he's faster, but he's fast. Um, defensively, Canelo is obviously better, but David Benavidez being the pressure fighter he is, I also think Canelo Alvarez is going to entertain him more than Caleb Plant did. Caleb Plant was boxing and things of that nature. Uh, Canelo Alvarez probably should have did that against Dimitri Bivol. He did not. I don't think he's going to do that against David Benavidez, and I think it's going to be more of a fight than people expect. And I would entertain the possibility of David Benavidez winning that fight, though I'd probably cowered out and lean toward Canelo Alvarez because he's freaking Canelo Alvarez. But I think it's a it's not a 50-50 fight, but it's it's closer than I think public consensus would let you believe. Here's the thing. I actually think it could be a 50-50 fight because David Benavides is the younger guy. We see the way that he fights on his record, doesn't have a blemish. And I think Canelo in that weight class, he has to fight. He has to fight Benavides. Like there's two guys that I think Canelo hasn't fought yet where people are like, why didn't you fight yet? Which is a Charlo brother. And then also Benavidez, right? Because we didn't expect him to move up and then go fight Bevel and lose. We didn't expect him to do that. In fact, yeah. going into that fight, he was a favorite. And of course, because he was like cleaning out divisions. And I just go back to the fight where Canelo, what he did to plant was break him down round by round. We saw that. Benavidez is supposed to break down Caleb Plant round by round, but he couldn't do it. The ref also had a little bit to do with that. <laughs> but I just think, I think it's a 50-50 fight, but I also think what happens if Canelo loses to David Benavidez? Then what does that say about his legacy? Because I think if he takes this fight with Benavidez later on, I don't think it's going to happen this year, possibly 2024, maybe Cinco de Mayo weekend, something like that. But if he lost to David Benavides, then what would that mean for his career? Because I think if he won, like I mentioned, he could retire and be like, peace out. Like, I've done everything. Look at my record. I'm one of the greatest of all time. And I think he could do that. But I think if he takes a loss to either, like, if he takes another L against Beeble, what are we going to say? And if he takes an L against David Benavides, then what are we going to say about that? You know what I mean? I think Canelo, everything that he's put into this sport, every everyone that he's fought, like, listen, man, he fought Billy Joe Saunders, right? He fought Caleb Plant. He fought Callum Smith. Like, he fought these dudes. Mm -hmm. And and he and he was victorious in those fights. So we're not used to seeing Canelo lose at all. And when he does, we're just like, whoa. But I don't think he loses against a guy like David Benavides because there are some points in that fight where I'm like, this guy wants Canelo. And I think Canelo could really do some damage on him at some points in this fight. I'm not sleeping on David Benavides because I really think it's actually a 50-50 fight. But I think there's a lot riding on it. And maybe that's another reason why Canelo, not saying that Canelo's ducking him. I don't think I don't think Canelo ducks anybody. He's Canelo Alvarez. But I do think he needs to take care of Benavides. And I do think he needs to fight a Charlo brother. I would agree with that. Let's move on uh, because we have a couple quick hitters 
before we get out of here today. First off, did you see this report? Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, as people have been waiting for, price got announced $85 in the U.S., $84.99. Um, and you said in Canada that converts to what, like $100 or so? <laughs> yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, that'd be $100. I'm, I'm, I think they do, from what I remember, they just always um, give you the Canadian price. So I think that'd be like 100 bucks. That's going to be like a 99.99 fight here. You know what I mean? Oh Which some people apparently thought it was going to be that in the United States. So, you know, yeah. duck that. But uh, just really quick, because we're going to – obviously, we're going to talk about this fight leading up to it. I mean, you look at our YouTube. I was at the, the press conference and got a lot of content for the channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe at The Mandatory with Brian and Chantel. Chantel, what do you think about this just price? Um, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> a lot of UFC cards these days go for 80 and you know here we have a fight that's going to be massive you know one of the biggest fights of the year no doubt $85 do you think this is reasonable and is this something that you think is going to put off a lot of people I don't think it's going to put off a lot of people I think $85 for Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia a fight that people have been talking about for years to get made is finally happen happening. When does that happen in boxing where we talk about a fight for a long time and it actually gets made and gets made with two guys in their prime when they're still really, really young. Both guys are undefeated. When you take a look at this and the fact that there's so much back and forth, both these guys know, well, Ryan Garcia knows how to really, really sell a fight. <laughs> I think people for Tank know that he can knock out someone. He's like a blockbuster pay-per-view guy where you know there's going to be a, a Tank knockout possibly. So you want to go and watch Tank, right? Because he is that guy that I think a lot of people know that you're going to see a great finish. The storylines for this fight are absolutely magnificent. You even talk about, you know, the weight that they're fighting at. Everything that goes into it, $85, I'm not mad at it because like you mentioned, Brian, it is arguably, and so far from what we know, if Spence and Bud doesn't get made anytime this year, this will be the biggest fight this year because I don't think Canelo and Benavides is happening this year. I think that might happen in 2024, not this year. So this is arguably going to be the biggest boxing fight this year. $85, I'm not mad at that. and. I do have a question to ask you. Is this the biggest fight of this generation? Gervonta, Tate Davis, and Ryan Garcia that we've seen so far within the last three years. What do you think about also put keep in mind the different generations that are going to be watching this fight, the different eyes it's going to bring? Because it's not going to just be diehard boxing fans for this one. This is probably the biggest fight since because to answer your question, I last three or so years like i mean it's the pandemic right so yeah <laughs> we haven't gotten a ton of <laughs> big right, fights right. during the pandemic um but to answer your question i would say the last fight that was huge in this way was probably the rematch between canelo alvarez and Gennady golovkin in 2018 has yeah. there has there been a fight since then because that's really what i go back to when we're talking about magnitude has there been a fight since then that's going to potentially rival this. I'm not sure. I mean, well, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. I was Wilder. just about to say that. Yeah. 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 Ty Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Uh, the first two, I don't, there wasn't as much excitement for the third one. I think there was excitement. I don't think there was as much. It was to see if Deontay Wilder could get him back. But there were a lot of people who thought Tyson Fury beat him in the first one as well. That was called a draw. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like there was definitely excitement for those two. The first one was, I believe, 2018. The sec or 20. When was the first one? Let me actually look this up when I'm talking. Yeah. But. See, the thing where I would argue about that is Gennady Golovkin and Canelo Alvarez was massive. And I think for boxing fans, we wanted that fight for a very, very long time. However, for that fight, I don't think it still pulled in a bunch of boxing fans that weren't really boxing fans. The one fight that I always go back to. I thought it did. You know what? I For me, and maybe it's because like I have a bunch of girlfriends and they're not really into boxing. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest here. That was neither of those fights were ones that pulled them in, except for Deontay Wilder um, and Tyson Fury. That was one where people were like, okay, because we know Wilder, blockbuster guy, knocks out dudes, right? Um, the one fight that was, it, for me, it was Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. Like, that was massive. That's, that's still one of the biggest this, fights to ever happen. This and isn't going to be as big as that, though. I don't think. No, but I think, I think it's similar in the sense that, like, listen, and I'm, I'm just saying this. The ladies love Ryan Garcia. Okay, they they just love they just love and, him. Okay, he looks dudes, he looks good. And dudes love Tank Davis. Exactly. Okay, like, and so I think there's gonna be. And I don't like, even mean that in like a in like a suspect way. I'm just saying like a lot of dudes I know. He's their favorite fighter or among that's their favorite. Fighters. Every, honestly, it's also like hella polarizing because I know a bunch of people who don't like Tank Davis either. But polarizing sells. So yeah, it's it's love or hate. So. I really think this Ryan Garcia fight is going to pull in fans that don't even watch boxing that have maybe possibly never seen a boxing match on a level where it's like, you know how like Jake Paul has this type of fandom. Ryan Garcia has that type of fandom as well, where it's massive. It's, it's beyond boxing. Yeah. So that's why I think this fight is more massive than people think, because it's going to draw eyes. Like people that have never seen a boxing fight are going to tune into this fight. Okay, so Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, the first one was 2018, I was right. And the second one was 2020, I was right. I was trying to remember the third one. I wanted to say late 2020 or late 2021. It was late 2021, so right on that. Um, Yeah, I would say that second Fury-Wilder fight, which was three years ago, and it was also right before the pandemic. And I think that's why the memory gets a little fuzzy there because it's like, wait, that happened in a whole different world, right? Before COVID was a thing in the United States. It was a thing uh, in Asia. It wasn't a thing here, right? So I think with uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, that was probably the last fight that I think will be that this this will reach that territory, that Deontay Wilder, uh, Tyson Fury rematch, that Canelo Alvarez rematch, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with Tank and Ryan. I think and, and regarding the $85 price, because I didn't even uh, get into this real quick before we wrap. Yeah, you paying for it? You doing it? You dropping that 85 Uh, Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it legally. I'll figure out a way to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I 85 think... is steep. And, you know, as, as, as a working class human being who, who freelances and who has several jobs, uh, all of which doing this in media. So make sure you check out the page and subscribe because please, please. you're helping. You're, you're, you know, we're working on getting paid on doing this, too, because this is literally what we do. We're not like, you know, people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. But. And regarding the price, like, yeah, I, I think it's justifiable. I also, you know, 85 is just a weird number. I feel like 80 would have sufficed, but okay. I think if it was 100 bucks, people would have been like, oh, no, $100. So then they moved it over to 85 you know, because it would piss people off if it was, if it was 100 USD. I'm not going to lie to you. So <laughs> I think 85, they're like, oh, I was expecting $100 and yeah. it's not. So I'm, I'm okay with this. Maybe a shit ton of people are going to pirate this fight because that's just the game. Like, especially now, 
where there aren't as many watch parties as they used to be. There's something mm-hmm. we talked about with Lou on the podcast, on the podcast, on the show uh, a few a few episodes ago, because this isn't a podcast. I refuse to call it a podcast. <laughs> Go check the Lou episode out, though, because he dropped some gems. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's just not a lot of fight parties anymore, I don't feel like. I don't have as many friends that, like, yo, we go out and watch the fight, whatever the case may be. Like, people just, like, send links to each other <laughs> yeah. and just keep it moving, you know. Or it's like you turn on whatever network it is on if you have it. But I think I think this will perform well. I just think, like, there are going to be a shit ton of people who pirate it. So, like, it could also perform better. Um, but you know, $85, people are going to complain about it and, uh, I get it also, but I also get it from the network's perspective. I, it's, it's high for me, but yeah. like, this is a fight that's earned it. Right. So I, I get it. Right. It's part of the game. So let's move on to our last thing, Chantel, before we get out of here. And, uh, we have, uh, Anthony Joshua, you, you pulled up the quote, so I'll let you intro this, but Anthony Joshua says, and we're going to talk more about this on, you know, later in the week when we're going to talk about, uh, Anthony Joshua's fight against Jermaine Franklin, And betting on that and what this means from a career perspective, we're going to get into that a little bit right now where he said that he's going to retire. Yeah. So I was looking up some stuff on if he loses and box raw said, he said, quote, I will retire if I lose End quote, Anthony Joshua says he will call time on his career. If he loses to Jermaine Franklin, he also said, quote, I'm not here to battle people. If people want me to retire, I will retire. I'm not going to fight people. I'm not going to fight if people don't want me to, end quote. So he's thinking about his legacy in this one too. But he also said that he would like to fight Deontay Wilder, um, Tyson Fury, and Joe Joyce as well before he retires. So those are two like contradicting things. But <laughs> Well, he clearly doesn't think he's going to lose to Jermaine Franklin. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. He doesn't think he's going to lose to Jermaine Franklin. But there's a possibility that he might, and we are going to do a breakdown for that as well, where we're going to give you our, you know, our best uh, bets as well and drop our preview for that fight. But what are your thoughts on this, Brian? What would it mean for Anthony Joshua to retire? And if he loses this fight, should he retire? Yes to the latter, probably. I mean, you know, unless he wants to fight club heavyweights for a while and make a lot of money and do it at Wembley Arena or whatever the case may be. Not stadium, because I don't think people are going to pay to see him in the stadium if he loses his fight, right? Um, I think think it's legit, though. I think that's something that... Because he... Not that he seems disinterested with boxing, but he does kind of from a, a, a distance seem less interested in it than he once did. Probably because, like, the business side, you know, wears people the fuck out. Um, He swears that he really wanted that Tyson Fury fight, and Tyson Fury was hard to play ball with. And on that note, (laughs) yeah, like, on that note, you know, like, I question how much Anthony Joshua, uh, his team rather, would have allowed him to want to fight Deontay Wilder at the time because, Mm -hmm. like, there was some back and forth going on there, and who really wanted to fight who, and, you know, but. With the Tyson Fury thing, I mean, we've seen that Tyson Fury probably not the easiest guy to do business with. But regarding the Jermaine Franklin fight, just to put a bow on this, yeah, I think um, I think if he loses his fight, it's going to be hard to, like, drum up interest for fights after. And who would he even fight and who are the people? So I think, yeah, and it, sneaky. he's also sneaky older. Like, he's in his mid-30s, I believe, at this point. Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's like 33 years old. I think he's in like that, that 35 range, even. Let me, I'll check that out. But, like, I, to me, I, like, he's somebody... Sure. He's 33 won't. years old. Yeah, he's, he's 33? 33. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, you were right. I was wrong. Fine. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should but, we should make a ticker. Yeah, should tell yeah. one Brian zero. No, yeah, joking. yeah, we should do that. Boxing fans will jump in your ass about shit like that. So you know, whatever. Um, but Anthony Joshua to to put a ball on this, yeah. I think uh, if he loses this fight, which I don't, I'm not sure he will, right? I don't think he will necessarily. But if he did, there's then... a chance, man. There's a chance he could, right? Look, Jermaine Franklin. I'm gonna save it for when we actually like get a deep breakdown into this. But Jermaine Franklin is a solid heavyweight who's earned this opportunity, and I think deserves a level of respect going into this fight. Uh, for now, I'll leave it at that. For me, Anthony Joshua, I think. I think he will win this fight against Jermaine Franklin. I think there's so much talk about what it's going to mean for his career if he loses this one because he does have three L's on his record. Lost twice to Usyk, and then, of course, he lost to Andy Ruiz, which he ended up avenging after. But that was, like, the first thing, I think, when he lost to Andy Ruiz where people were just stunned, right? Because Ruiz shocked the world that time. And then even in his fight against Usyk, I think a lot of people had taken Anthony Joshua in that first fight because Usyk was coming in from cruiserweight he was a smaller man and we all know that Anthony Joshua has heavy hands at the end of the day though I think we've always wanted to see Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder I think regardless of what happens in this fight and I do think Joshua will beat Franklin although I think Franklin is a very formidable opponent like this is not going to be an easy easy fight also he switched up trainers Anthony Joshua training with Derek James mm -hmm. which I'm like how is he gonna look is he yeah. gonna look different I'm really curious to see how Anthony Joshua looks because this could also revive his career what if he's a total different fighter and has put everything together like we don't know but Derek James we know how good of a trainer he is but I think at the end of the day there's still some fights that he would sell out, sell out stadiums. I'm going to be real with you because people really love Anthony Joshua in the UK. And he's a like he's a nice guy. He's a really, really nice guy. He's not one of those guys that are talking a bunch of smack, saying disrespectful stuff. But here's the thing. I would pay to see Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, easy. That's a fight I've always wanted. And I would pay to see him fight Tyson Fury. And when we go back to Anthony Joshua's resume, he has one of the best resumes in the heavyweight division right i know he lost to Usyk twice but he got in the ring with them you know he he fought uh second Pulev one was close too to his yeah fight. yeah and and he fought better in that second fight right fought pulev uh beat andy ruiz after he lost to him avenged him uh beat povetkin joseph parker and klitschko as well and i think that klitschko fight was the first one where we were like whoa anthony joshua is that dude dylan because white also when dylan white was undefeated yeah, so he has a great resume. And so that's the thing that I always go back to for Anthony Joshua, where I'm like, man, I know some people aren't totally sold on him, but the guy has one of the best heavyweight resumes in boxing. So for me, it's like, I think we're going to see a different version of Anthony Joshua. And yeah, I think he's like, yo, I'll, I'll retire. You know what I mean? If, if I lose to him, because he knows what's on the line. It's his legacy at this point. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I don't think Anthony Joshua even has to fight at this point in his career. He's made a gank of money. You know what I mean? He's gank? made, yeah, it might be a Canadian thing, but he's made a lot of money, dude. Like a lot of money where it's like, also he's a, he, he's a good looking guy. Like he could easily shift to doing something else than boxing. He doesn't have to be a boxer, dude. You know what gank? I mean? So I've never heard gank before. In my I'm still stuck on that. Apologies. I have never heard gank before in my life. I mean, listen, listen. We need to get about to Anthony, move back into the states. When like, <laughs> when talking about Anthony Joshua, though, I think a lot. I know you're not the biggest fan of his. Um, As a boxer, 
I was a person. I can't. I can't. Well, yeah, that. I'm not asking you. About, how do you think I, his personality is? What do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm literally asking you about boxing, man. <laughs> I also think some of his fans are nuts. But as I'm, as as we've learned over the years, a lot of boxers have stands who are fucking out of this world. But anyway. Yeah, but we will also break down that Anthony Joshua, Jermaine Franklin fight. We're going to give you our best bets as well. So make sure to keep it locked here on the mandatory. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to subscribe. Hit that like button as well. It helps the channel grow. And also, if you have a couple of minutes, leave a rate and review. You can also just hit those five stars if you like. Um, Cause that's easier than leaving a rate and review. It takes like two seconds and also subscribe to us like on wherever you stream any of your shows as well. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you stream your stuff. So thanks so much for rocking with us. We're going to have more for you as well coming up later this week. So stick with us, uh, stay tuned and uh, drop some comments as well. Let us know what you think about Canelo Benavidez. Let us know what you think about that $85 ticket price for Ryan Garcia <laughs> and Gervonta Tank Davis. And let us know your thoughts as well on Anthony Joshua, possibly retiring if he loses this fight. We'll be back with more. Thanks so much for rocking with us.